0: Welcome to the No Guts No Galaxy Mechware Podcast Number Eight. My name is Phil and I'll be your host tonight. It is December twenty second, two thousand eleven, and we're missing someone tonight. Greg and Steven cannot make it. So we've got the old man and Brandon himself. So Darren, you wanna kick off the shoutouts tonight? Yep, this is Darren, a.k.a.
1: Bombadil, and, uh, I'm giving my usual shout-outs to my buddies in Wolves in Exile and Tin Can
2: Heroes in World of Tanks. And you Brandon? Uh, I'm Brandon, also known as Catrick Hell, and I just want to say happy holidays to everyone who's listening.
0: And I'd like to give a shout-out to, uh, my marine brother, Ivan. Uh, have a good holiday, bro. You deserve it. So, we weren't able to record yesterday, and we apologize, uh, Darren's, uh, Uh, Family needed him and uh, we were also missing uh, Alex, but it is what it is. It's the holidays so again happy holidays everyone enjoy the Christmas and time with your family and uh, You know, hopefully we'll be able to record next week, but mechware online again I just want to let you guys know keep doing work on the wiki Uh, The devs appreciate it. The community appreciates the work you guys are putting into it Um, You know and a lot of you guys are going out there and, and you know they'll do an isn tweet or you know uh their daily things and you guys are going in and, and filling in information and it's really cool um Keep up the good work mech warriors yes yes and another question um we would like to ask you guys and uh, there's already a threads appeared and we wanted to get your guys' feedback and someone might start up a thread because of this and we may even do it but um what kind of platform for release of this game are you guys wanting? And now I bring this up: uh, you've got Steam, you've got direct download from their sites, you got stuff like direct to drive, digital, you've got just go to the store and buy it. What kind of uh, what kind of things would you like to see? I mean, uh, Darren and Brandon, uh, I'm am a fan of Steam, um, like you know EA and the whole Origin crap. the 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 difference between Steam and Origin, obviously, is I don't have to launch a browser. I launch Origin to launch browser to launch the game, whereas Steam, I just click play, and boom, there it is, right? Yeah. Yeah, I kind of like um, World of Tanks version,
1: you know, just direct download, and it's not browser-based, so, you know, I'm fine with that. I don't know, whatever, I use Steam, too. Yeah, and it's yeah. just
0: sort of that. You want everything to, you click on your icon, the game opens up, maybe just in a little window, and it Checks the version, see if you're good, right. and then boom, you Yeah, come. that's what I like. Okay, yeah. Uh, I agree. So, I mean, the distribution process, I wouldn't really care if it was on Steam or whatever uh, gets
2: it to us quickest, I'm all for yeah. it. I, I wouldn't mind seeing them partner with Steam, though. Now, Sometimes I, when you have multiple games on your desktop to do that, launch and authentic- authentication every now and then, it's uh, a little on, on the tedious side.
0: Yeah, I, and the good thing about Steam, and it's, I mean, I haven't bought a game disc in, it's been a few years now, it's just the fact that, you know, I log in, all my games are available, I can download any which ones I want at any time, I don't have to have the disc, I don't have to worry about the disc, I mean, 2011, about be 2012, is just sort of a norm now, so... I think
1: the th- the one thing I prefer over a direct download type situation with its own UI is that with Steam, it always just bugs me that I have to have another thing running in the background. You know, so it's like
0: having two programs. You know, it's yeah. Sort of like instead of just double clicking on you know MWO, you have to open Steam. Right, and then when you're your running MWO. game,
1: you're you still have the Steam client open, so it's just another thing that's taking resources. I don't know. Probably it's probably minimal, nothing. But it just kind of bugs me.
0: I understand, yeah. It's sort of like you know going through two loops when all you really need is one. One. So, anyways, tossing that out to you guys. Um, you know, if, if someone wants to start a forum thread and get this going, and I think you know it would be valuable information for the devs as well. And you know, I'm sure they're they're thinking on how, about that. And uh, if the deal's not already done. Exactly. So, maybe uh, too late, but. Next thing, I wanted to let you guys in on uh, something that's going to be coming up. And uh, we've teamed up with a a new member of the team, um, Andrew. Andrew uh, is going to be a community manager helping with things. But No Guts, No Galaxy is going to be hosting a community contest. Now, we're going to have more information on that uh, to come. We're finalizing the details within the next week. And over the holidays, it's going to be our winner thing. Cool thing is, there's going to be prizes, uh, Steam gifts, and games, and whatnot. And uh, you know, we're we're hoping to spark some interest in this. And um, there'll be a uh, an art and writing story and stuff like that. But more details on that later. We just want to let you know about it. And uh, for all of you creative writing and art artists out there, go ahead and uh, get ready. So we've got a long podcast today. Probably we're going to try to get under an hour, but to be honest, I have a feeling it's going to be slightly over. We've got Q and A two came out now. Uh, what was your guys' first impressions for when you just basically read through? Was there anything that you know like popped out that you were like, "Ooh ah!" Like, let's start at the very top, I guess. And said is, what are your guys' thoughts and impressions on a twelve v twelve match compared to what's been done in the past? I mean, what sixteen v sixteen usually?
2: I think in the past it was just how many. Uh, you could fit into a server, how much a server could hold?
0: Well, I'm pretty sure it was it was 32 versus you know 16v uh, you know 32 man server. I mean we haven't seen any games uh, for Mac anyways for a 64 you know 32 on 32.
1: Right. Um, I had feelings both ways. I mean yeah sure it'd be great to be playing 64 mechs on the field at the time, but uh, most important thing to me is gameplay, and I still th- think that with 12 mechs you have a lot of uh, strategic options available and and, um, I think it's still enough to have fun and and do things
0: differently. Yeah, I agree. I mean, you're talking three lances per side. Uh, Lances maybe uh, depending on the the match, maybe you might have a ton of light mix, might have a ton of mediums, might only have a few heavies and assaults. It's definitely a lot of, you know, mixture there i think i like highslay i
1: like the idea of being in a lance and only worrying about your lance and you know maybe your lance commanders in communication with the other lance commander but otherwise you're just focused on your lance and and so to me this is three lances to work with that sounds fun
0: bring up good point uh team speak three we don't know about their in-game voice if they're gonna have it but i mean team speak three if you if you guys haven't messed it it's called channel commander and uh, there's a lot of options for you guys out there but it's you can have uh, You know your different lances or different units basically in other channels totally separate Um, But the commanders can be coordinating back and forth and it's one of those things that Adds a sense of sort of like realism. I mean, that's sort of how the military works. I mean, you know uh, So I wasn't too disappointed by 12 on 12 now They did say, you know, they'll go through their testing and you know fallbacks 8v8, but I've been feeling 12v12 now they also didn't say the future that may change um, and I think it'd be sort of cool maybe a special thing uh, down the road maybe there's some big battle but um, I don't think we're gonna see an epic scale of planetary maybe you know. in the future a few years but as right now we got 12v12 and I think it'll add add to it I don't think it'll be a, a bad thing so now the next world uh, our next question sorry I was reading ahead of myself they were asking about um uh like maps uh, and stuff um, one of the things there's gonna be four worlds there's gonna be an ice uh ice maps you know basically tundra and all that i mean granted i have a feeling there's gonna be a few different ones there's jungle desert and urban um now we talked about before that maps would be a big big part of the communities need for them in different maps so i mean right off the bat i mean do you think those four will be enough guys i mean uh granted i think they're it's not you know those are only four maps we're going to have they basically said those are the types of maps from those are I categories think. right yeah there's yeah. a lot of subcategories i was stuff. about to say they're like if it's
2: just four maps or is it just the four types that we're going to see at the beginning
0: i mean
1: what i you know underwater I, I i mean that pretty much covers everything i think that you could
0: build something around you know i mean look at just desert right i mean here on earth we've got uh you know desert like you know kuwait you've got a desert middle east afghanistan yeah i mean north america really really hot ones really i mean different altitudes so i mean just that by itself um is is now they haven't released on how many maps they are gonna have and i think it's gonna be similar to like world of tanks right i mean how many uh there'd be x amount on release and obviously they'll be adding stuff which uh the biggest thing though with this and we talked on it before was how are the are, are maps going to be random um as far as when you drop like it'll just say desert but you don't know which type of desert planet or map you on or is there I hope so. You know, I mean, the random more, spawn points for you. and
1: The more random, the better. Cause that, you know, uh, gets rid of some of the more tedious parts of maps. I mean, like, you know, other games I play have 30 more maps or whatever. And that feels like not enough. Um, so the more randomness that they can program into it, I think the better. But what I'm really anxious to see is the urban maps. I'm, mm. you know, like, I mean, that's going to make it or break it as far
0: as maps go for me. Well, w- we actually were talking about, someone on the forums um, posted, uh, um, it's, it's in the general, threat, or general discussion thread. And it was, basically, it's called Real-Time Immersion. And it was the CryEngine 3... Um, you know, basically modders and stuff. We're using uh, designing levels and whatnot, and I mean, just simply stunning. Um, you know, if you were to compare it to anything, or if you're looking at it, basically, it's CryEngine three's new and all that fancy whatnot. But the biggest thing is environmental things, being able to populate the terrain with buildings and brushes and rocks and all the little nitty gritty, you know, details that add to it and uh, I mean simply amazing looking so if you haven't checked it out um, it, it's on the general discussion and uh, if you just go to YouTube it's uh, like CryEngine 3 real-time immersion and there's a few different so uh, yeah it's some beautiful stuff no doubt <laughs> just just sexy. so I think our immersion not only in urban combat and with maybe possibly the the lower amount of people 24 instead of going really high up uh, you know we're going to get some some beautiful. Uh, I
1: can already sense my excitement of going on that first urban map, and just eat, You know them doing it right and being so happy about it finally being done right. So premonition, maybe or something.
0: All right, now to move on. You know that there was questions asked by uh, you know a ton of people. Um, are you going to have special event matches for historically important worlds that are more formalized, one-off wave style? Um, and they basically said they're looking at how to incorporate the community in those things. Because, I mean, you know, uh, we all know uh, the dates, the times. I mean, there are said, you know, large historical events that you just can't really change. But there's so much room in between those. I mean, and that's the cool thing about being these Merc units and factions is it's almost like you could write your own script and, and become a part of the Tech universe. So... Um, obviously they'll fill us in, but it'd be really cool to be there for, like, you know, battles for Lutheran, and you know, can you imagine? I mean, I remember reading the books, uh, you know, the clans almost, like, formed this huge old wedge, like, the hundreds of mechs out there, and they're, uh, I mean, it'd be really cool, but I'll stop there before I get too excited. Um, now, they went through the faction player, Merc, player and and lone wolf now there was also some other reviews and it sort of helped uh, describe what was going on now from what I read is the lone wolf um, you know is for like that person that maybe doesn't have enough time or maybe doesn't have the desire to be in faction and merc play and they just want to do their own thing now you're not just being left out to the wolves though from what I've understood is they're going to have an actual part, even in the faction battles and whatnot, so... Well, if, basically
1: like, it sounds like there'll be fill-ins for battles, you know, like, yeah. if, if a unit is short, then they'll bring in the Lone Mercs. Or Lone Wolves.
0: Yeah, Lone, lone Wolves, wolves and, mercs, and they said they're they're actually going to be implementing more stuff for the Lone Wolves, so it's not just a negative thing. Uh, but there will be perks for being a uh, faction and a Merc that you don't get if you're one of the, you know, either or. Right. Um, then they went into, basically, um, faction players, um, you your rank, um, and your loyalty points, and uh, they basically stated, like, uh, the degradation of loyalty points isn't, like, a negative thing. Like, you keep your rank. If you're a captain, and you go AFK or MIA for a few months, when you come back, you're still a captain, and you're still getting all the benefits of said... Uh, rank what Yeah, I said, think the, the. I'm sorry, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say what they said is basically your loyalty points that you're getting at every interval, whatever, say if it was 6,000 when you're active, maybe down to like 3,000. And they said basically you have to get back to that 6,000 level to um, move past that or something. But it wasn't like a. negative
1: thing. Yeah, Yeah. I think people overreacted when this first was announced, um, and understandably, because it wasn't really laid out in detail. Uh, This, to me, sounds a lot more forgiving. Um, They're not trying to make it so that everybody is playing 12 hours a day every day or anything like that. Um, They decay slowly. You don't lose all the perks for what you earned. You know, like, it's, I think this is actually a really good system.
2: I'll agree with that. I mean, definitely sounds like uh...
0: I don't know. I just like the sound of it. (laughs) From the player aspect, it's one of those things. Real life kicks up. Fuck. I mean, you know, whatever happens, you can come back to the game, and it's not like a detriment now to get back up and to, uh, you know, move past. You know, you have to obviously battle and get those loyalty points back up. But your rank, and from what I've understood now, correct me, guys, is your rank will unlock mechs and. Uh, I know I'm sort of skipping ahead a few things, but from what I read and understood is your rank will determine said mechs available to you uh, or unlocked and then the free-to-play sort of mechanic comes in. They basically said you can purchase said mechs with actual currency or with loyalty points. So, I mean, definitely I would say different than World of Tanks where uh, am I correct where You know you've got only special tanks that you can purchase That's different. I mean, so it's one of those things that It allows the person who doesn't really want to pay the money or Hell you've got a lot of loyalty points so you can buy the mech, but it looks like that is an option So, you know regular Joe schmo, Hey, yeah, you could get that mech and buy it before me uh, But I'm gonna take the time and I'm gonna get the loyalty points and uh use those instead of my actual money so i think it's a it's a good system they have there
2: definitely doesn't create an imbalance i think i saw a couple threads on the forums about that as well where people were freaking out about how it's going to be pay to win again though with this i think it pretty much settles it
0: well you know i'd have to disagree because the good thing about all this is you and your skill determines how effective that mech is just because you got the dough and you can drop the money and get, you know, whatever mechs because you your rank or whatever doesn't mean you're going to be good at that mech. Oh, and exactly. Then, you know, yeah, or a lot of money to blow and then yes. I get to blow it underneath you and make you, yeah, it's whatever. Yeah. All right. So another question was, uh, you know, the amount of lotto points uh, a merc would need, um, Before they can engage in planetary combat and they basically said every Merc will start with a small amount of LP in each house Um, This will be considered the neutral amount of loyalty points required for small contracts issued by houses so What I'm visualizing is there will be like a, a Contracts board and the more you do for house Davion the more loyalty points you get for house Davion, but on the flip side the other loyalty points will sort of dissipate because you're going to be probably fighting against so it may become to the point where you don't get any good contracts it's, it's almost like standings in eve i would almost assume you know yep you, you that's what keep, it sounds like <laughs> you keep doing missions for sancha and then the other ones are going to freaking hate you so uh definitely cool would be cool to see some pictures of that
1: yeah i think it'll be cool to as a merc unit considering, okay, what house do we want to work for? You know, like, is it how um, fluid are the battle lines going to be? You know, can one day another day another house dominate, or does it take weeks, or does it take months? And, you know, you want to pick, obviously, a house that is pretty successful,
0: and will have good contracts, and I think that'll be uh, fun. Now, one of the next questions is, will there be subunits to join within factions, and uh you know to give you an you know uh like the the prince's guard or you know the 10th you know blah 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 and so what they said is at the launch of the game ranking up you'll unlock certain um faction units and then you can join those and then it says post-launch they'll have support for players to basically create their own so maybe in you know whatever faction you are um there is an actual faction house or unit but you know you'll be able to create so I mean I thought that was really cool because there's a lot of stuff out there you know units and you know uh, sort of role playing that you can do just with that alone one of the things I was reading where is it where is it where is it where is it all right do factions have access to unique mechs or weapons now this was really important here's their answer no (laughs) prices may vary but everyone has equal access to item. Yeah, I think that answer surprised me at first, but
1: then the more I thought about it, the fact that prices may vary, that puts it in that you know, like if you're of a certain house, certain house mechs or parts would probably be cheaper and that makes sense. I, I kind of like that because it's equal ground for everyone. I still would like something where, you know, if you're going up against a certain house, you, you're you likely to see a certain type of mech, but you know, maybe that's asking too much.
0: Well. Wouldn't prices sort of determine that, especially for maybe, uh, maybe the I guess majority? Just,
1: yeah, it just depends on the economy and how easy it is yeah. or how difficult it is to buy mechs. Or how much you're willing to spend on your mech.
0: Right. Yeah. Now, I would
1: love it if the economy is done well enough to where, you know, everybody doesn't have just, you know, 10 different lights, 10 different mediums, 10 different heavies.
0: Well, and that and that's actually uh, something we're going to talk about in a little, but they have, they have not stated yet whether mechs are destroyed or if there's items destroyed on the max repair bill be- cost or anything like that because that's a pretty big game mechanic you know do you have to replace every mac every single time or you know where is cheap stuff might be viable and you know you'd want to bring in so uh might be getting some clarification now the next part is obviously what we just talked about was, uh, you know, the, the decay and loyalty points, and it was pretty in length, and I mean, it boiled down to what we talked about, um, now, one of also things... touched
1: on pilot leveling, mech leveling, and faction leveling, which, I like that distinction.
0: Now, do you want to, do you want to lead this, basically, like, what, what did they talk about as far as pilot and mech and faction?
1: Well, basically, the pilot leveling is the, the you know the experience points that you get from whatever uh, matches and, and objectives and etc. And that is for you personally as a pilot. Mech is obviously it's going to be experience that is applied to your mechs and, and how efficient you are in the mech. And then faction leveling, uh, I believe it said something about uh, it's your rank and um,
0: the benefits and rewards that come with being that rank, etc. Yeah, and they basically said, you know, you'll have a skill or experience tree as a pilot and also mech tree for the efficiency. And they basically said the mech XP is used. Now, how they put this into um, sort of, con, you know, as far as uh, contact, sorry, sorry, thank you, is uh, the more and more you use your mech for certain roles. Like, I guess if your commander says, hey, go do this and you accomplish or you do it, you get extra, you know, Uh, points at least that's sort of how I understood it and uh, you know obviously they didn't say what gets improved Um, you know as far as mech and efficiency are we talking about Uh, you know I would I wouldn't like that weapons would do more damage or anything like that you know booster accuracy Accuracy possibly you know, maybe speed, getting up to top speed. We talked about a few of those things that the better you are with the said mech, the the more you'd be able to utilize it. Maybe turn quicker or, Maybe you know, heat seek efficiency. I don't
1: know. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of areas they could apply it.
0: And then they basically said the faction, the faction was um, benefits that were and rewards that vary as you climb the military tree. Um, now, they did say if you're a merc unit, you assign rank So, uh, I mean, right there, I think uh, performance sometimes, uh, depending on how many people you can have in a a Merc unit, uh, you may have to pick, you know, kick people who aren't very active or whatnot. And I don't know. Now, they did say the, uh, and this is one thing we've talked about as well, is the custom skins and logos. And they said they won't be available at launch. But they provide, you know, they're going to provide peop- uh, the, the players with tools and in-game contact for mech and merc corp customization. So all you pink bunnies and bronies out there will be able to get your stuff in-game. Gosh, can you imagine that? So you know it's going <laughs> to happen. Freaking pink be... and glittery, like, Atlas is going to be, like, stomping around. Hey, at least it'll be fabulous. Ah, oh, jeesh, jeesh, jeesh. All right. Um, now, they, they did mention, uh, you know, dropouts because of lag and whatnot. And they basically said, you know, there's no really way to, to, to go about this. The, you, you know, they're, they're not going to cancel a match or stop a match if you drop out because they said people permanently uh, or on purpose, they, you know, might be pulling their plug just to get the match reset. And so I'd have to agree. You know, you, you drop out. The world of high speed internet. Alright, so let's move on to um the question that sort of threw me off and it said can members of Merc Corp also work direct directly for a faction? And they said yes, Merc Corps work for factions, though the planets taken working for a Merc Corp are different from the planets taken when working within the faction. So I mean, if I'm reading that right, you may get hired on a contract to hit said planet and take it over. Obviously, you're not keeping it because you were hired, and the faction would yeah. keep it. But what I'm wondering is can mercs actually try to take those planets, or is it if it's faction, you just can't do it? So that's what I'm wondering.
2: I'm also wondering as well if uh, I think I said in the last podcast what mercenary companies who might be garrisoning that planet? Get paid by the enemy to just kind of leave for a little bit.
0: You know, um, they asked, "Planetary control? Does it come down to one or a few matches?" And they basically said, "At launch, it'll be one match. will determine um, who controls it." But then they said, "Over time, they tend to um, to add support for sequenced matches." And I think another question and answer was, "You know, are you going to allow basically uh, multiple different matches?" you know be sequenced for you know a fight and whatnot and they said not at launch but later that's one of the the goals so uh, you know it gives us a lot of perspective a lot more answers to some of the questions but also there's still a ton out there um and then they they asked about the who the girls and i think matt is still not allowed to do much poor guy so, so i mean what would you guys mean were you guys a little bit disappointed with the, the q and I mean, did any of you guys actually put in a question?
2: I did. I also got the shortest answer on the whole list.
0: <laughs> did you? What was it?
2: Uh, will mercenary yes. companies be able to hire one another for other <laughs> missions? Blah, 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 blah. Uh, Brian, simple, just two words, uh, post-launch.
0: <laughs> there you go. So... <laughs> You know, it's very, very cool that they're doing it, and, uh, you know, we'll we'll cover the future ones. Um, I'm actually looking very uh, intrigued of next week's. Uh, So, now, there was other reviews um, out there that were actually uh, posted, and actually there was like three or four. They all pretty much said the same thing, though, right?
2: Uh, From what I've read, yeah, there was pretty much just a summary of the same stuff, just reworded.
0: Now, some of this info, though, for you guys, if, if you didn't check it, there was a nuts and bolts review and a few others. There were some tidbits that were in there that were not in the Q&A or answers to the Q&A, and it was obviously 12 on 12. Um, they said around 10 to 20 minutes is what a normal match is going to be, depending on, you know, uh, how it goes down, I guess. And then here's something unique. A certain planet in the MechWare game well, the melee combat is a primary means for destruction. And that's all they said. <laughs> I mean, way to, like, like dangling I a bone. I so hope it's the
1: animations. Oh,
0: <laughs> Please. But what I'm wondering is, what, what does it mean by primary means for destruction? You know, like... Mm-hmm. We I mean, know we're talking about underwater, you can't fire your weapons. I mean, I don't suppose to be. I mean. Maybe so? just running into each other.
2: Over and over <laughs> DFA.
0: again. TFA. Ah. Um, so, you know, there we have it. There is going to be melee combat now. The devs did say um, they want to do melee combat. But as far as the system, it would be very, very difficult. Maybe they found a way to do it, and it'll be implemented later on. And uh, we'll find out more. Right now, it's just, we don't know if it's DFA, physical punching. I mean, we have no idea. Uh, But that's what they say on a particular planet in the game. Primary means for destruction is melee combat. Now, they didn't say kicking, they didn't say punching. We don't know, but very, very cool. Um, Another thing... Is they talked about the planets in the review: city, ice, desert, jungle. Um, now they said there's there's some really exciting hardware announcements in the future, and this is one of the things uh, Stephen uh, started a thread, and uh, he's going to be doing one of those like mech cockpits simulate, you know, like basically building it to be like a mech cockpit and whatnot. Very very cool. It's like having your own like pod. Um, but there's some other guys who posted up their pictures and stuff and, uh, very, very cool, um, props to you guys for doing that, having the time and the money. Um, but what I'm thinking is, are they going to have, you know, the ability to have, uh, tri screens, uh, you know, maybe that you can actually move and flip screens, you know, like the vertical, like a lot of people will get like three screens and have them vertical instead of horizontal. Um, we just don't know, but they said there will be some cool stuff. So, I'm looking forward to it. A lot of cool stuff. Now, on the forum, uh, they, the devs put faction avatars, and it's like, you know, the houses, and then it's a Merc one, and then a Lone Wolf. Uh, pretty cool looking. Now, they did change. I mean, did you guys like the color changes? I mean, it sort of takes away from that 80s sort of, bland you know sort of look to something vibrant and colorful i mean did you guys like them? can't complain with them. <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm, I, I'm, into I'm, it. I'm looking forward to the the future ones that are you know uh, you know this for merc units and faction so yeah you're in house davion but you know you your uh, faction unit you're in has one too and so um Though
2: that does bring up the question, though, because they said that you're going to be allowed to customize uh, for your Merc Corp. If you get big enough, I wonder if your uh, icon will become something just for you on the forms.
0: Never know. Maybe as soon as you... Uh, they're both tied into each other.
2: That As yeah. soon
0: as you change it, boom, it automatically. But for right now, they've added uh, some. Uh, obviously, there's if you're a Merc Corp, or you're going to be a Merc Corp, There's not an actual unit logo for you, but um, it's pretty cool, to say at least. We're going to move on, and uh, we're going to move to forum questions. Now, Henry Sand, a.k.a. Yeti Fiasco, if I pronounce that, me and him actually talked. uh, It's a post on the forums, and it's about permanent ownership versus permanent destruction of mechs. Now, I know we already talked about this in one of the earlier podcasts. But I will say, that me and him talked in length, and pretty much boiled down to this. And I want to hear your guys' thoughts and opinions. He basically said that, for, and again, this is the sort of premise that it, it could be a problem, an underlying problem of similar to World of Tanks, right? Yeah, they're they're implementing a repair thing that you can't use said uh, tank after it gets knocked out of battle for X amount of days for. The clan battles. Now, if you put that in perspective for uh, this game, uh, one of the issues he saw is if you do repair or anything, they still have the mech to use. I mean, does that make sense in that there's like no, I'm trying to think of the correct word. There's no consequence for the actions and like it. it well, it could go both ways. One, people won't don't want
2: really see the hard work that, the hard work they put into a mech disappear, especially where there's go, going to be a uh, mech leveling up. Uh, on the other hand, there's no consequence if there's no destruction. So, I'm always
1: going to lean towards the side of more consequence. Um, as much as, of course, it's going to hurt if you lose a mech. But that's going to make play a lot better, a lot more conservative, and uh, well, okay. To me, that's better. To some people, they like to be balls out, charge in, and that's why they don't like the big consequences.
0: Well, one again, I, I think to to put it in like one of his concern was if mechs aren't destroyed, it destroys pretty much the ability or, or reasoning behind trading or a market, or because. Eventually, and I think this is the point. um, Eventually, depending on how many mechs you're allowed to have, or a maximum, or whatever, you're gonna players min-max, right? You you use a a mech that's to the best of the kit, you know, for whatever, and you're gonna build up. It's sort of like World of Tanks. How many months would it take for you to get to that point that you know it's just there's no, I guess, evolving. Uh, From there, you know, in World of Tanks, you got to tier 9, tier 10, and that's it. Granted, we're not going to have that problem with this game with mechs, but if everyone has said mechs and there's no, you don't actually lose any mechs, it's a problem, right? I mean, to a certain extent, because uh, who's to say you can't have multiples of the same mech, or uh, are they going to put a restriction on, well, you can only have two heavies? or you can have only two assaults, you know? What, well, like, so what I'm wondering is, what system is, you know, PGI going to implement? Are they gonna have destruction, you know, mechs you go in, you, you lose your mech, it's out, or is equipment on the mech able to get knocked out? Because if you don't, if weapons never get knocked out, you purchase it once, you have it for the rest of your gaming experience, right? I mean, are you guys sort of seeing a problem there, like you like did?
2: A little bit. Um, What I would say to that is, the mech itself, all the components, all the weapons permanently destroyed, that I'm okay with. Uh, Even with some of the mechs, I would like to see an option, whether at the end of the battle, if it's completely wiped, have the option to either scrap it, or if you want to keep it, pay the repair bill to get it back in operational. Now that might take a lot of money, and that might take a lot of time, but I would like to see that as an option as well.
1: I think at least the lower levels, it's important to, like somebody in our chat channel just pointed out, um, play with the use what is available method rather than um, just an overabundance of wealth and being able to get whatever you want. Um, You know, when you you read the books, there's a lot of Mickey Mouse systems, you know, parts that don't match maybe in color. You know, like I picture, like uh, my dad used to always rebuild cars and, you know, he'd have everything sitting around with primer or whatever. Um, that's the way I picture mechs, you know, like, I think there needs to be some aspect of being appreciative of every part you, you know, you know, you salvage or find or buy or whatever, you know, like, but again, like I said, I'm always going to lean towards probably the, the extreme in that.
0: Well, I mean, if you're a merc corp and you're doing things right and things are successful and you have a plethora amount, and see, I, I think it's just... It, it drives a lot of things, because whether it's destruction or permanent, or if there's just a repair bill, or st- what drives the market, and is the market going to be... Because, I mean, it, once you get the mech, you have it for the rest. I mean, it can't be destroyed or whatever. I mean, it sort of gets to the point that, uh, to me, it just it seems like that's a, that's a negative thing. Um, and so I'm wondering if that is going to be, you know... Um, I do like the idea of repair bills just being extremely expensive. I mean, mechs are expensive anyways. If you get it half, you know, mostly blown apart, it should be pretty expensive to, to that's repair. That's why they're or just trash, right?
1: Yeah, that's why they're heirlooms, you know, in the, in the Battletech universe. They're not freaking family cars. They're heirlooms that are passed on from generation to generation.
0: You know, uh, I mean, this all goes into salvage. I mean, what would be the point of if you kept your mech and there was nothing that got destroyed on it and you just to repair i mean th- there'd be no salvage need there wouldn't be a market really as far as trading it adds up so i'm wondering i mean because we don't know uh, but we do know that could be a problem now on the flip side they could have a non-permanent destruction but like we said maybe uh maybe items maybe your weapons can get knocked out and whatnot but it's it's definitely something i would like some clarification on maybe in the future um i mean me personally if you drop and you your mech gets blown out from underneath you it's gone i mean i would love i would Deep love style that, you know oh, yeah. i mean but uh there has to be a source of income for everyone uh you know a a pool somewhere no we don't know how that's going to be done if it's just the regular drops you know faction battles we don't know so move on to the next question. Uh, Brandon, do you want to hit this next one up?
2: Alrighty, so, uh, we got some form questions here. Uh, the first one comes from Palenex? Palenex? I don't know how to pronounce that. Palenex, I think. Uh, wh- okay. <laughs> he, he says, basically, uh, do you think this is what they mean in regards to the unique mech answer? I don't want to use any dirty Lyrans or hamato cheese.
0: And I think, you know, the question was sort of like uh, the comment about unique mechs and, uh, you know, Yen Le Wang, the Centurion and stuff, and... Uh, the name is Phalanx, by the way. Phalanx. Right. <laughs> there you go. Um, you know, I, I'm wondering if, because... And I guess we just don't know enough yet because we, you know, we don't know if there's going to be variants, full customization, do whatever the hell you want, or is it going to be like a hard point, quasi semi system like Mech Four, you know, with with a twist. But the more and more I, I read and they say Mech loadout and you know customization, I have a feeling that. Uh, it's it's going to be where mechs can have certain weapons in certain spots and you get to choose what's on there. You can change it up. So if you have Centurion's variants A, B, and C, um, each one would have a different loadout, right? But then same thing with the Lo Wang. I mean, it would have a completely different loadout that you could customize unique to your own style. So,
2: I mean, um, this, this could also help add to the... Uh... The unique mechs could help to the whole economy thing so you're a da- Davian and you want to use something that uh the lyrens made well then you would have to go to the market find someone selling and
0: buy it from them and and i think uh i think it may be uh that you know what he's asking that those are the unique mechs. uh we just we just don't know i mean uh, i think it'd be really cool to to see those different ones and uh you know, I don't know if those would be purchasables, LP. It looks like pretty much everything will be available to everyone. I mean, that's what they said. It's just LP. And whether you buy it with LP you acquire from doing matches, or it's LP because you bought uh, the LP with money. Um, so, I guess it just depends on how expensive they are. And can you wait I, for it, or do you need it right
1: now? I, I figure it'll be, you know, faction, faction mix.
0: Alright, next question. We've got Hala, um What is it?
1: It's either Havanax or Halfanax.
0: Something like that. Um, his question was, outside of our personal favorite mech, uh, what mechs are you guys looking forward to seeing and or fearing to see on the ba- battlefield and piloted by a good mech warrior? And I, and I think that's the, the cool thing about all mech games is... You know when you log in in a match and and you see that name and you know that pilot, uh, it's like MWLL. I know any time I saw uh, you know the KOS guys, uh, DD or anything, it didn't matter if he was in a freaking Owens running around, he was just a really good pilot. And so, uh, so given me- it's going to be
1: a good pilot, what mech would make you, uh, you know, think about running the most? <sighs>
0: um, it if, if we're talking about the three thousand forty eight period. I, th- I think the Atlas, I mean really, I just there's know, a reason like, that
1: they use it in every single trailer.
0: you know it's like you can almost imagine uh, instead of it appearing out of the smoke or whatever, you know the upper hand you, you know maybe you're in a lighter medium or even a heavy, but you're midway through the battle, things are going well. you're you know your your scouts are reporting next thing you know something comes around the corner and it just totally ruined your whole freaking day. so uh, I think the Atlas, just for my part.
2: I think it's, uh, for me, it's going to be the Banshee. Uh, just for the sheer ugliness. As soon as I see that on the field, I'm just going to turn and run away and hope my eyes are not scared permanently.
0: Well, don't worry, I won't be able to like kill you. <laughs> I mean, the loadout on it's like, you know. Um, what about you, Darren? I mean... Um, I don't know. I mean, <clears throat> uh, probably I'll go
1: with what we've seen so far as far as the artwork. I'd really like to see a good pilot in a hunchback thing just looks brutal
0: you know what i to be honest you know what mech I, I think would sort of strike that fear or i'd like to see that we haven't seen as the marauder yeah you know uh, you read the novels especially the the early ones oh, i want to see that done so bad come on man you know like great athlete and it basically said hey you know this little pass right here if you had uh, three or a lance of them no one would be able to take you know take think just, about uh,
1: how many novels and how many situations there were when a marauder walked out of the jump ship or something like that and every in and, and you could just everybody can feel it, you know, like they always use the marauder as a big bad guy,
0: yeah, it's, it's not sad. always but a lot yeah, uh, so I, I I guess I retract my atlas and i, I put a, a marauder I, you know it's one of the things <laughs> that yeah yeah I remember reading uh, the novel, and again, it goes back to. It's when the Callahounds go to assist the the Draconis Combine on Lutheran in the battle for Lutheran. And um, one of the uh, it you know, the dropship, the parade, you know, it's basically all the, the, the people living in the city are out there watching all the, you know, bright and shiny mechs coming out of the dropship. And everything's going fun, you know, crowds going crazy, all of a sudden, dead silence. And here comes a Timberwolf black, you know, coated paint and whatnot mm-hmm. steps out, and everyone's just like, cricket, cricket, yep. cricket, yep. and then it's just like it erupts, like, ah, you know, because, I mean, it meant a lot. I mean, these, you know, anyways.
1: you know, it'd be fun, too, is um, a combination, because I'm anxious to see the urban maps, but an urban Mac, map with a, you know, a good pilot in an urban mech, I would like to see that. Gosh, the urban mech. There's threads going. We're going to see it. You know what's going to
0: happen. It's your starter mech. Trash can with a... Did you guys see that picture I posted on the forums? It's like a little comic strip, and it's like, you know, these uh, big bad mechs, you know, come over there, and like, what you got over there? Little guy, that little pea shooter. Next thing you know, it's just like this huge glaring, you know, gun coming out of it. <laughs> it's it's funny. If you haven't seen it, check it out. But uh, uh,
2: but, uh for... Can I get one more onto this? Because... I kind of was joking around the first time. Um, in all seriousness, for both the would like to see and feared, um, I'd like to see the commando or the firestarter because they've always been harassing mechs. So either they're going to be really feared, or I'd like to see how they'd be used by a good pilot to do harassing runs.
0: Firestarter, that yeah, that would be. We've never we never experienced the oh shit factor, you know, that these pilots faced in mechs when someone popped in with a Inferno SRM or Flamer started coming out. I mean, it was just, you know, you can't even, uh, I can't even imagine, but uh, good one there. All right, let's move on to the next. We've got Nano. And his question was, what do you guys think of the idea that while the players are on a jump ship twiddling their thumbs, they could play a MechWarrior simulator game to keep their skills sharp? Sort of a game within a game. Of course, this would be a simulation and no effect on the real world outside jump ship. Now, we don't know how they're going to do their um, travel times as far as, you know, deployment of troops and whatnot. But what we do know uh, is they did state that they're going to try to implement a a, training um, for units to basically drop and, you know, do tactics and train and get used to their mechs and whatnot. And it... I don't think that affected your actual skill points using it. So I like the idea of sort of like a mech simulator, you know, where you can go in. It doesn't add. You can't advance or whatever. But you can go in there and get better with, you know, said mech or your lance or your company and and get better. Um, Yeah, it's a novel idea, but it's all
1: going to depend on what the travel time is in reality.
0: Well, doesn't World of Tanks have a training thing you can drop and... You yeah, can... that's if
1: you want to practice on maps or practice yeah. certain tactics or armor, figure out armor values or whatever. Were you about to
0: say something, Bryn? I'll Catch Bryn? No, I
2: was, to, I was about to say something like just like a little training simulator type thing to try out new loadouts or your AP and everything like that. Just kind of
0: basically what Bob said about world tanks. <laughs> now, Nano does bring up a good point, or I guess sort of is what will be the travel time. How is that going to work? I mean, are you you accept a contract and it just you're sort of there you don't have to worry about the travel time or whatever and you just you know it's one of those things where they have to come up with a way of, of getting past those you know two three travel times I mean it is what it is so uh you know obviously we'll get more clarification on that later so uh the next uh question was uh, uh one of our own, dim and his his question was more like what are you guys thoughts on and uh it was merc units being a- being unable to play on faction worlds while lone wolves are allowed to fill in any missing spots. Um, you know, I-, I think it's just one of those things I-, I would have to see and see sort of like a mechanic myself. I, I wouldn't be screaming foul about it um, because I have a feeling merc units by themselves will be you're all PVP, you know, oriented anyways, I mean, you're going to get enough action where it doesn't matter. Yeah, they're not doing that. It's just screw over mercs,
1: and, and they're not going to do it to where mercs sit around and twiddle their thumbs, as that previous guy said. Um, I think it's going to be fine. I mean, yeah, you, you got to see it before you can really comment on it, how it works out.
0: Now, they, uh, he asked, um, you know, they're going to eventually let, uh, faction uh, some custom faction units, and he was like, how about letting merc units with really high loyalty points transfer over to factions if they want. And uh, now again, this would be up to the devs to implement, and I'm sure there will be something along those lines. Now, they did mention that they don't want people jumping back and forth, and so uh, it'll be expensive in some way. We don't know if that's uh, you, you you lose loyalty points, or you you know, whatever. Um, and I think that's a good thing. You don't want people to be jumping, jumping from faction to a merc unit, from merc unit down to lone wolf, all the time. I mean, there's no consistency, um, sense of belonging, and actually, you know, your your choices. You know, you got to stick with your choices and deal with them. I guess, and there, yeah. So, um, his other question was the four world means there's only four maps, multiple maps per world. We've already talked about that. There's going to be more than four. Uh, They're just talking about just the types of maps. The Um, categories
1: with subcategories.
0: Yes. We put a map on your map because we heard you like maps. Map, map, map. So... (laughs) Now, his other... His last one was, you know, melee combat. And... You know, he was basically asking the hatchman, the, you know, hatchetman and the axman and some of the others, you know, are we going to see them for what they're actually used for? Um, I mean, right now, speculation I think would be great. Um, we just, just don't know. I mean,
1: I definitely think there's more of a possibility of that today than there was two days ago before the news came out. of
0: physical yeah, combat and it may be it, it may be one of those sequences where um you know it's a predetermined uh, animation like you come up and something flashes or whatever and you can press whatever said button and it comes down whether an it does x amount of damage i mean i think it'd be great be one of these uh you know the hatchet Uh, Hatcheman and Axeman and someone just wasn't really paying attention and you go right around him and right to the back to just, you know. I don't know. know. So Now, the last question we had on the forums is uh, Barantor, and uh, said, how do you guys feel the game will allow mercenaries to have as much playing time as faction houses? Now, how they said mercs get Basically, contracts is you just go to the contract bulletin and there's contracts galore. I think uh, they also stated that contracts are going to be uh, computer generated at first, later on, you know, possibly player generated if players would like that. Um, and so I think Merc units, I mean, you're just, uh, it'll be just like doing a mission, coming back, and you're going to do more. It's constant drops. I mean, are you guys getting that? Yep. Pretty much. <laughs> so, I mean, I think everyone's gonna get as much action as they want with how much time you put into it. I mean, really. That's what it comes down to. So I don't think, and, and in all honesty, I mean, the difference between a faction and a merc will be, uh, you know, the perks of being a merc, you, you know, you, you control everything. You control the, the person's rank, their salary, their lord, or whatever, whereas faction, you know, it's it's all built into that, and you don't really have a say except for your performance. And, uh, so, um, now they said, what do you think of how there how are separate XP gains from pilot avatars and chassis types? Um, I did like this, and again, I think we were talking about, um, you know, it doesn't matter how good of a pilot M I am i can't make that laser do more damage you know that that um ac can only fire so fast i mean it's just it's that's just a mechanic and but the better experience you are with a mech the more you know the feel of it and from what i read in the novels is every mech had a had a distinct feel to it when you went from a locust up into a shadow hawk there was a, a huge difference when you went from a Shadowhawk up to a Marauder. I mean, it was yeah. From there, were, there, were,
1: there were few pilots that could just jump from mech to mech. You know, yeah. they had so much training that they knew how to do that. Otherwise, even a super skilled pilot who only pilots a certain mech, he has a problem getting into another mech. You know?
0: Yeah, and they said they, you know, mo- almost you know all mech pilots could hop into a different mech and they could operate it, but being proficient, yeah, yeah. It, it well, is I mean, another not even, thing.
2: Not even that. I mean, even if it was the same mech, just the difference in uh, what the mech had as a loadout and everything like that right. as well. Even
1: just a different mm-hmm. weapon can make a difference. You know what would be cool, I think, uh, as another type of experience? Because you were saying you can't make your laser fire faster. So I was thinking, well, who could make a laser fire faster? Aztecs. It would be cool to have Aztec experience. <laughs> so you, yeah. as you level up, your your Aztec gets uh, more experienced and knows how to well,
0: tweak think- your i think with that you know it comes back to that discussion we had about different variants of lasers different models of lasers different models of weapons you know some might hit hard but reload slower you know um it's it's sort of like that you know the thunderbolt you did not want to be hit by that large laser what was so different about that large laser it was a heavy hitting version now it overheated a lot that mech um but I like that idea. And then you don't have to worry about tweaking, you know, weapons and, you know, getting... Or out- both. Yeah, or both. <laughs> Even more. Yeah.
1: You know, yeah. or, or if... Because obviously there isn't Aztec experience, but maybe that could be a branch as far as your, you know, personal experience. Instead of specializing in sniper or whatever, you uh, you specialize in customization of your mech or, I don't know, whatever.
0: I think it would be cool to see those little things, uh, I know we're getting off topic here, mm-hmm. is, you know, wouldn't the battle's on or, you know going on and you take a hard hit and there's a fire like in you know your right leg or something i mean you read it in the novels and it could be just one of those things where if you ignore it and you don't press the button or something that more damage is acquired whether to a join or to armor i mean i think little things like that i mean add to it because i mean it this is sort of like this you know full sim where you're gonna be in the cockpit yeah you don't have to know a 600 page manual to operate the things but um, well just like in world of tanks if you get caught on fire you just
1: click your six button and that does your fire extinguisher or whatever
0: yeah same idea um so move on to uh the facebook questions and uh mike blakeman uh we've got another uh, question for him and he says, with what we know so far, will there be enough for a lone wolf for someone not interested in faction play? Now, we wrote this down um, before the Q&A and the other reviews. And, uh, of course, Mike, uh, just like we said uh, previously, the lone wolves aren't just going to be bored out of their mind. Uh, you're going to be partaking in faction battles. You may not even realize it. It may just be just a normal drop to you, but... Um, there may be faction lances on there and then they said they want to make you know lone wolves apart you know like uh, there would be perks to also being a lone wolf and uh they'll release more info i like the idea of lone wolves and like solaris matches and stuff like that too if they'll do that the ultimate lone wolf definitely yes, yes. All right, uh, we're going to move on. So that was all of our questions. Uh, I know we had one or two that um, were posted and we'll answer them in our next podcast. But our news for MechWarrior Living Legends, uh, again, if you guys haven't tried this out now, there's a, there's, there's a rift between people in the community. And some of it, it's, they've never played the game. It's actually a really, really, really good game, by the way. Um, I
1: think It is the best MechWarrior game out there right now, hands down.
0: Oh, yeah it's 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 it was better than mech 4 i mean yes it takes a computer to play it um but you had to have crisis wars to play it, and i think that's a large turn off but guys yeah. if you have a chance steam cell it's like five bucks you drop it that's all you have to worry about but anyways MechWarrior living legends um they just released 5.4 and uh there was a lot of fixes uh but the the two biggest things is they added the the blood asp assault mech for clans and the fafner for the inner sphere now the loadouts for these things uh, let me just pull it up really quick it was like ridiculous like uh um the blood ass prime obviously if you guys know the the loadouts two clan Goss rifles four medium heavy lasers two clan pulse lasers uh one clan ssrm six and six double heat sinks and then you know it goes from uh a, B, C, D, and E. And then, you know, uh, one, it's a beautiful looking game. Uh, it's Engine 2. What they've done with the, the game is, is amazing. Uh, and I will concur with uh, Darren here. It is by far the best MechWarrior game I've played. Granted, you, you can't compare the same thing to like MechWarrior 2 or anything, but it is by far the best online, online play now. Um, so if you haven't checked it out, do so. It's it's great, and uh, we've got their link. Uh, just go to the um, on our website, MacLivingLegends.net. We've played the hell out of it. Uh, got really really involved, and we'd like to see more people check it out at least, and um, make your own judgment. Don't listen to others because some people just haven't played it and are totally against it. There's a great um, uh, community TeamSpeak.
1: If you got TeamSpeak, you can go to uh, ts9. Gameservers.com colon 9144. No password. And uh, there's a lot of MWLL guys on there.
0: Yeah, it's the Mechware Living Legends Outreach Server. It's actually what we use on a daily basis. And uh, hop on there, be a part of the community. Um, you know, anyone's welcome anytime. Um, if you guys start up a unit, you just let us know and we'll get you rolling. So, all of you units out there that need a TS, is completely free to you guys you can hop on be a part of the community here it's it's for everyone in every mech game and whatnot. so um, so that's it for MWL. now there is more features uh, a lot of patches fixed notes and I'll tell you it, it's a lot of work that goes in uh, with these guys and they don't even get paid I mean you're talking about a, a mod team a very very good mod team and there's more content being released again this is uh, 5.4 beta um, so check it out, it's awesome. Moving on to uh, MechWarrior Tactical Command. Now there hasn't been any more mechs or new stuff since last week, but over at MechTech.net, there is. Uh, They've basically been asking uh, the the public about you know what times best for a interview with the developers, and uh, you know we'll we'll keep you informed on that. Again, we've got their the link on our website. Check it out. Um, MekWar Tactical Command. It basically looks like an iOS uh, mech Commander. Um, now we haven't got more info on that, but that's that's what it looks like, um, and we'll keep you updated on that. Um, we've got Facebook. Uh, you know, hit us up on there. Ask us questions. Like us. Uh, you know, we we go on there and we we try to get you up to date. Uh, let you know what's going on. There's a lot of cool things. Let's keep the keep the spreading of the word. Of you know. the the good word get it out there the gospel according to PK you know the gospel (laughs) according to Battletech and that's how you should yeah so there's you know get out there let your friends know Uh, if you got friends invite them get them involved with the (laughs) McGraw9 forum if you've got friends if you don't we're really sorry Yeah. yeah
2: maybe if you don't have friends you can come to the Facebook page and like it and then make friends or go. come yeah. on Dark our game to speak, make friends there.
0: Yeah, I mean you can hang out with uh, Darren, and you just have to speak really loud sometimes. But um, it's uh, it's been a blast. Now, guys, uh, for next week' podcast, uh, due to the holidays, uh, we can't guarantee there will be one. The twenty eighth is uh, is right in the middle of all that, um, so I would like to you know, lump wish of everyone... coal for you. Okay. Yeah, no. Well, just plain heresy yeah so'd <laughs> like to wish everyone a Merry Christmas and happy new year if we don't um i will <laughs> I will let you guys know um you know, just like our news a few podcasts ago, Brian did state something about closed and open beta information around the new year's time frame mm-hmm. and you bet your ass as soon as I hear anything uh, even if I'm away from a computer, I'll be calling Darren and trying to. To set up a quick update or something, so know um, yeah, lots of cool stuff. Hopefully, we'll uh, you know,
1: could be a very happy new year
0: indeed. Yes, oh, geeesh, I mean, you gotta think it's not too far away, and it'd be, it, you know, I'm sure they're they're wanting some input. Um, so, beta play may not be too far away. Think about that, guys. Really excited again. Check those videos out about real time uh, immersion. Um, Cryengine two and MWL look amazing. Cryengine three is like Mech <sighs> Battletech and sex. Mech Sex. Yes. All in one. It's it's gonna look <sighs> stunning. Yes. So Alright guys. That's it for this one. This was your local No Guts No Galaxy Mechware Podcast. We hope you enjoyed today's podcast. My name is Philip.
1: This is Darren.
2: This is Brandon, also known as Catriquell.
0: Until next time, Mac Warriors. Arrivederci. <laughs> Good night. Your no local No Guts, No Galaxy Mechware podcast. We hope you enjoyed... Yeah, yeah. Enjoyed. Gonna read that one. Alright, cut this out. Hurt for dirt. I'm just saying, Brandon, if he did have a sister... You know, <laughs>